What's up, everybody? Welcome to Above the Board with Josh and Phil, where we stay above the board with Josh and Phil. Recording in front of a live streaming audience at twitch.tv slash above the board. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys have been following us for the past few episodes, we've been doing a uh, two-parter each time. Where the first part we talk about what we've been geeking on lately. Yeah. And it's been about a month. Like we previously mentioned. Yes. Man, we're so good at timing. There's been a lot going on, yeah. We haven't really done any themed episodes. No. You know? Like, I think last one was the closest one to a themed episode. Yes. But we didn't really, like, label it as such no. or treat it as such. Yeah. But this is definitely, as you can tell, if you're watching this. Yeah, well, let's tell the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Our decorum, you know? Yes, Our, you are wearing a Boba Fett Christmas sweater? Yeah. It's got his little emblem in the front. It's it's this little helmet sweeped into the pattern. everywhere. It's got the ship What's that on, on the somewhere. Hmm? Oh, that's his, like, family crest. Oh. oh the blood fat. drop in a seven? Yeah, yep, and a, a wheat chafe. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And we got like a little Christmas tree, and we got like oh, little starbursts, yeah. and we have something. I don't know what's going on there. What is that? Oh, that's his gun, right? Oh, uh, yeah, it is. It is. You're right. Yeah. We got some snowflakes on there. We got some uh, some cool colors. A lot of Very, yeah. colors. A lot of gold. I feel like there's not a lot of gold in Christmas sweaters, and I like that. There's a ship right there. Slave one. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, it's no, not called that anymore. It's the called fire spray? Yeah. This is weird. It's actually uh, super nerdy for a second. That's the class of shit. I know, I know. Oh, in your hat is an R2-D2 toboggan. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's not necessarily Christmassy, but it's like definitely wintry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Not That's just true. because it's, it's not toboggan. explicitly Christmas. So you can you can wear it all the way through February. <laughs> yeah, and I will too, yeah. <laughs> um, I believe the last time I wore this hat was when we went sledding at the hill next to church. Yeah. But let's talk about what you're wearing, Philip. You're wearing yeah. a sweet Star Wars uh, Chewy. Is that Chewy? It's yeah. Chewbacca hanging he's, Christmas lights. I'm a big fan. That is fantastic. <laughs> and he's making a signature uh, growl sound. Yeah, I'm not good at it. I wish um, I could. I'm absolutely not existent. Because they spelled it, it like so. ARG. <laughs> yeah. But we all know it's like See? See? That was a good one. No. Don't. Don't tease <laughs> me. Good. And I love your Christmas tie. You got some, mm-hmm. got some little, uh, little, little balls on there. Little ornaments, mm-hmm. little fluffs. They got little. I, I like how it's got bells on it, but it's like Dollar Tree bells. Yeah, like, so they sound it's just like clinking metal. It's not. <laughs> it's not like bell, <laughs> you know, like an actual bell. Yeah, I, I wanted people to hear me jingling. And what's your light up hat? Is it just Christmassy stuff, or what's yeah. that? Is which it, my it's favorite is that it's a flat bill. Yeah, and that's that's my favorite. Is my tight. fat head will not fit. <laughs> you can't like, even. I can't even close it. <laughs> It's Listen, I can't talk too much about, about I can't talk too much about fat heads. I got a big head too, so big heads unite, man. <laughs> I was about to like bump heads with you, but like, <laughs> not cool. We uh, it's because we have big brains, you know. Oh, for sure. And because we have big brains, we have so much um, knowledge about you know board games, pop culture, name it, yes. you know. But yeah, because this is our Christmas episode, uh, I thought. It'd be kind of well. You kind of mentioned actually that like in between our geeking on, we can also kind of talk about like what's our favorite things about Christmas or Christmassy yeah. things, you know? Because I really want to mention my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time is from the Year Without Santa Claus, and it's not even technically a Christmas song. I I'm not familiar with the Year Without Santa Claus. I understand a lot of people aren't. 
<laughs> but it was it's the same, you know, claymation like Rudolph and Oh okay. Um uh this this the other Santa It's like Claus yeah, one. Rudolph is a top tier one. Yeah. And then there's like the young Santa one. Yeah, like the hot Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Thirst trap Santa. He's he's good looking, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, for a claymation puppet. And then, but then also there's like a wizard, uh, there's like a blue wizard dude that he like yeah. befriends. Yeah. I don't it's know. like Jack Frost or something? Maybe Jack Frost. That sounds right. But then you also have Year Without Santa Claus. Alright, I feel like I have heard of it now in this context. Yeah. Which Never is like, Santa gets sick, essentially. Like, I... Essentially? Like, it, well, sick is like a known thing? No, like it's a cold, but they treat it like he's terminally ill. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, like the sniffles. Yeah, like he's laid up in bed and Christmas the elves are like, uh, you need to fill out your will. <laughs> Essentially, the elves are, you're not too far off. Instead of like, fill out your will, you're like, if he dies, we don't have a job. Kind of deal. <laughs> so they're like, we gotta make sure that Christmas happens with or without Santa. So they go around to try to essentially figure this out. Like these two little bumbling elves. And they befriend, like, a human kid that, like, goes with them. And Mrs. Claus is part of the ragtag Guardians of Christmas team, <laughs> whatever they are. And, um... Uh, so, what is Mrs. Claus' name? Is this from the Clauses? <laughs> I, the Santa Clauses? This is from my child asking and me realizing I didn't know. Yeah. Because this so, was a line so in my the Santa answer, Clauses. <laughs> my answer is just what Google Home told me when I asked. I'm gonna, My guess is Pat. <laughs> It's Pat. <laughs> Jessica. It's not. <laughs> Who is Jessica? <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Get out of here, Google Home. I just pulled that name out of... What's yeah. a I bet it's different every time you ask. It's got a little randomizer. Yeah. Jessica's good enough, I guess. It's so weird. But uh, I thought it was funny that you asked that, because it's definitely like a brief plot joke in the Tim Allen Santa Claus's yeah. show. That... that a show? Or you mean the movies? No, the show. There's a show on Disney Plus now. What? Where it's like a continuation from the movies. Oh, what? Because I... That's addressing his like eventual retirement. The first one is like one of my favorite Christmas movies. Oh, it's classic. It's so great. It's perfect. But the I've never seen the other two. You're not... And I feel like I need miss, to. No, you don't. You <laughs> do not. You do not. You, sir. No. <laughs> like, May, the second one is okay. Like, it's watchable. I want to. I'm kind of interested in how bad the third one is, with like with Martin Short as a villain. Yeah, yeah, Jack Frost and mm -hmm. the lady who voices Tommy Pickles, voices a baby reindeer. <laughs> you know how much you hate in movie trailers inanimate objects <laughs> or like um, anthropomorphized objects winking at the camera. Yeah. The only thing I remember from the trailer of the movie is that that happened all the time. Oh, man. Now, whether or not that happens in the movie, I still couldn't tell you because I don't really remember that much. <laughs> I just remember that he plays football with some elves, and it's real weird. Uh, not like in a inappropriate like, I play way. tackle with children. It's not in an inappropriate way. It's like, this is, what am I watching? It's like 10 minutes. <laughs> Why is this scene so long? Yeah. I get that. Santa Claus 2 is palatable. <laughs> 3, okay, like, if you... We've gone back and forth now with La Brea, and you can stomach it pretty well. It seems like like you're. It's well, it's just because it's bad. Like that's I, what I'm saying. I love hating La Brea, it's the worst <laughs> television show on TV right now. It's so bad. It's, it's rough. I'm sad that you haven't got to the season break because then the episode seven or whatever. Yeah, because I'm just gonna spoil it because it'll, hey, it'll go be a delight it, when you get to go it. For it. 
There, there's these guys guarding a pit that they're trying to get to. They have like automatic rifles, and they're unarmed. But they left their their ATVs with keys in it. So one of them cuts across to the right, yeah. and these guys can't hit them. No. Like, like, why big stormtroopers look good. Yeah. Because <laughs> then the other guy drives straight at them. And they still miss. And he jumps off. And it knocks them onto the pit. And they and they do like a... Ah! <laughs> it's so bad. And then they just... That's it? That's then, the they're like, oh, we did it. Oh. Well, then, then you know, they stop and look at each other. And like... Because <gasps> every episode ends with them like looking at each other. Not knowing what to do next. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, it's not even like end of the episode, it's the end of a scene. Oh yeah, if there's like an obvious commercial break. Yeah. They're like... <gasps> it's like, please stop. It is. It's like, if you wish Lost was written like a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> what a comparison. <laughs> like it's so accurate. Like, <laughs> like, things just happen to move the plot forward, but instead of them stealing oh. cars, they... Unveil a new quote unquote mystery. It's just always and, disappointing. And there's no. It's all about family. I know. Unless, well, it kind of is. Because well, all the reveals, it turns out someone, someone's <laughs> grandpa. <Yeah. laughs> it's all about family. <laughs> oh, Jingle and Jangle, dude. Is that your? Is that your guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's on it, man. That's from The Year Without Santa Claus. Oh, so going back to that. <laughs> Real fast. My favorite Christmas song is the Heat Miser and Cold Miser. <laughs> That's how this started is our favorite Christmas song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Heat yeah. Miser and Cold Miser? Yeah. Alright. It's fantastic. Does that mean they don't share their heat and cold? No, they're the sons of Mother Nature. So they're like in their okay. own like uh, realms, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like one lives in a volcano, one lives in a, obviously an ice palace. And I can't, you know, even though I enjoy the movie, I can't remember why they go to both of them. Would they sing? Is a duet? No, well, uh, like not oh, a duet, like, uh, but like reprise. one. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> the uh, cold miser, or whatever, does his song, and it's I'm Mister Cold Miser. <laughs> I'm Mister Snow. <laughs> And then he does his whole bit. And then they go to Heat Miser, and same thing, except it's, I'm Mr. Heat Miser. <laughs> this is your favorite Christmas song? Yeah, it's so great, man. Like, <laughs> it's so great. I'm going to pull you, it up for you. You want some, like, remixes of it? You want, like, the Celine Dion cover? <laughs> this, <laughs> the, this is the first one I can think of covers Christmas music. What about Mariah Carey? There we go. <laughs> she, she doesn't cover it. It'd be an original. <laughs> Pretty fantastic. I have this funny thought today. <laughs> Because Santa Baby was on, and she's like, uh, think of all the boys that I haven't kissed. And I just imagine Santa being like, you never kissed me. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) My favorite Christmas song, I don't know, I got so many. I love Christmas music in general. Yeah. But just because I'm that guy, I I like Joy to the World, because I can point out the fact that it's about the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite fact. Fun fact to yeah. like just yep. blow someone's mind. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, my favorite traditional Christmas song, like that's not part of a weird, obscure yeah. Christmas movie, is Bing Crosby's Do You Hear What I Hear. Oh, that's a good one. It's my absolute all time favorite. That is so good. That one uh, stirs the old memory tabernacles. <laughs> So, uh, just because we're on it, what I, something I'm geeking on is I saw Spirited, yeah. the Apple TV original. No, it's not switched, right? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> just kidding. Just, just kidding. Uh, uh, but yeah, how was that? Uh, it's pretty good. 
It's pretty good. Is it pretty? Is it a musical? Yes. Okay. It's like a full-on musical, <laughs> like in a way that I wasn't. Re- yeah, but like, like yeah, like a full-on musical. Okay, cool. It's cool, not cool. like a Hamilton musical. <laughs> right, like that. What <laughs> but, they did for Disney but, Plus, where it yeah. was like Hamilton in movie form. Yeah. But it was Hamilton. Yeah, no, no, no. But it's a. It's like there's like a song every five or ten minutes. That's fantastic. You know, and it's like weird because the songs are like written to be hokey on purpose. Yeah, but they have like it's like huge production value. Yeah, they got all these dancers everywhere. It's like really well choreographed or whatever. Huh. But like the songwriting is like weak in a way that it's supposed to be weak. Oh, Kinda okay. Adds to the humor a little bit. Gotcha. Um, like the big number in it is "Good Afternoon," because there's like this implication Dickens a Christmas Carol that when Scrooge says a good good afternoon in their face, it's like a rude connotation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they turned it into a whole thing where it's like, back in the day, it's the same as saying F you. <laughs> so they're going around up to you like, good afternoon. <laughs> it's wild. It That's is hilarious. wild. That is a sample. The other the other bit that was interesting to me is that like, because the, the premise is like Will Ferrell is like a ghost of Christmas present. And they do like they like Scrooge people every year. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds plays an unredeemable Scrooge or whatever. Scrooge character. Yeah, so they want to get him. And it's like the characters kinda are really good about how he's like a smooth talker and like flips it around and makes it about the ghost and stuff. It's really cool. <laughs> but like when Will Ferrell wants to do it, he's like, We need to do this guy. And then like the spotlight hits him and he like starts to sing and Jacob Marley is like, No, do not sing. You can just we can do it if you just don't sing. <laughs> and he's like, Okay. But then during the credits, they like <laughs> They do the full number, and so it's like, it got cut. <laughs> oh, man. That's and I can't, funny. and just because Will Ferrell is so good at improv, part of me feels like they improv that long. It's so good. So something I've been geeking on, I recently watched, uh, has nothing to do with music, but, well, no, that's not true. There's music in it. MCU's next special presentation, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yes, I'm going to check that out. Fantastic. Did you ever watch the Werewolf by Night? No, I haven't. You haven't watched that one yet? No. Okay. That's Should, fine. Does it, is it connected? No. Not at all. <laughs> is it part of the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy? <laughs> no. No. I was just wondering because like that one definitely set the tone for what these like how I don't you know who knows how many they're going to do when it's all said and done. Yeah. But that one kind of set the tone for or expectations I should say for what each one will be like okay. if especially if it's a themed one so like the Werewolf by Night's obviously Halloween theme very well done definitely okay. worth watching I think I meant to talk about it last episode yeah. but we didn't get around to it on camera this one is like kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy one it's kind of like a precursor to Guardians 3 without even touching the Guardians like timeline storyline line. Yeah. yeah okay so that's, it's cool. Basically, if you know what happens to the Guardians at the end of Endgame, we're like, they went off with Thor. Okay. It's not that much of a spoiler, but obviously they don't stay together throughout the whole movie. Sure. It's like just the gimmick in the beginning, and then they go their separate ways. Gotcha. Picks up shortly thereafter that, really, if you've seen Guardians 1 and 2, then that's all you need now. Mm-hmm. And they just do this whole super wholesome, super like heartwarming Christmas story about like Peter, like, you know, Star-Lord, he's... Lonely, because Gamora's not part of the team anymore, because mm-hmm. his Gamora died, and the Gamora that helped him in Endgame ran off, right? Okay. But uh, it's almost Christmas time, and they have, like, you know, weird MCU-type plot holes that they like sure. to make fun of now, that they're like, oh, everybody knows about Christmas, or at least, like, what a, a general idea of what Christmas could be. Yeah. I don't know, man, like, Kevin Bacon's in it, and it's fantastic. Well, so, because this is, like, what I, I read this thing about how... Christian artists who like 
it does has done pretty well. Got a big house, put it on, you know, Instagram or whatever. Marvel ended up using his house to be Kevin Bacon's house. Are you serious? Special, yeah. That's hilarious. And so what's funny is that he's like a I'm a strict no Christmas music before Thanksgiving person. Mm -hmm. So he's like I never felt like writing a Christmas album because I'd have to like wait a year for it to come out because I'm not you know gonna mm -hmm. do Christmas music in May. He's like, but since they used his house. His like house was like full of Christmas decorations. Yeah. And so he wrote a Christmas album this year That's because funny. of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's so funny. If you enjoy the Guardians characters, like you'll enjoy it. Like it's just like nice. a nice family, like, you know, come together Christmas movie. But it also gives like Mantis like her moment to shine. Like this is like definitely Mantis's movie. <laughs> and she's hilarious. Like she's still she's a scene stealer. She's so good. Nice. Uh, and it definitely like ties into a potential continuation of the Guardians story. But it's not like something that you have to watch. Sure. Going into Guardians Three, if that makes sense. All right. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. I want to watch it. What about you, man? Uh, what else are you uh, geeking on? Oh. What other Christmas things do you enjoy? Is there any specials that you have to watch every year? I don't know. Me, me, and my wife have a tradition of like turning on Hallmark movies while we're like prepping Christmas stuff, and uh, they're just all bad. It's like really funny because <clears throat> I just like love movies. Like, once I start watching a movie, I want to see it play out. <laughs> no matter I wanna, how bad? I know. I want to make sure that, like, everything they set up played out at the end. <laughs> but there are these, like, bad Hallmark movies. So we'll be, like, 30 minutes in, and Emily will be like, we're done. We oh, cannot. I'm like, no, we but I was like, to. I got to make sure he, like, chases her in the to. end. Like, <laughs> they why have to kiss at the it? airport <laughs> when she's not getting on the plane, obviously. It's not Christmas for me until I watch... It's like 12 minutes, not even a long thing. <laughs> Boris Karloff's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's just ingrained in my brain, man. It's my thing. But definitely Santa Claus for sure. Oh, we just watched Home Alone the other day. Because that's like um, rescuing Santa Claus like is my favorite holiday motif. Like saving Christmas. <laughs> okay. Like I love that. Yeah? It's so absurd to me. Did you like the Christmas Chronicles? Yeah. Yeah? I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. It's with another hot Santa. <laughs> <laughs> There's trap Santa. Um, but what else are you geeking on? So, I guess I guess to take the long way around. My daughter was telling me about how her and her friends like got to pick what book they're going to read in school. And she was t bragging about how they had picked a book, but she managed to convince all of them to change their mind and read this book that sounded way more fun about fairies and stuff called Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Uh, oh she no! Convinced her whole class to read the emotionally scarring book for fourth graders. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then I kept laughing about that. And my wife is like, "You're terrible." And so it I was is like, "Funny though, it is pretty bad." I know. But then I was like, "Wait, I think that's the first book for school I gave up on and didn't actually read." Yeah. I was just like, "Buddy, how's it end so I can pass this test?" Yeah, I'm trying to get this AR credit. <laughs> yeah, and so. uh to be like a good dad, I was like, I guess I should be ready to talk to her about it. So I like read it, cut to me like weeping <laughs> over this book. <laughs> I'm like, this is so good. Why didn't I finish reading it before? <laughs> and so books are just mind movies. I know it's so good. It was just top notch. And um, and so later, I was talking to you about how I like watching these stupid like teen survival shows or whatever. Yeah. And I said to you. Uh, Lord of the Flies is a genre I like. And so then in my head I thought, I've never read Lord of the Flies. <laughs> and if British Arabithia was good, Lord of the Flies has got to be good too, right? Uh, and I read it. It's fantastic. It is. It's so good. But I, it's far from Bridge of Arabithia. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's like horrible in a whole different way. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's, it's, it's not a book I let my fourth grader read. Oh, man. It starts out so slow just because it is like a genre. Like, yeah. everything was so familiar in the front because everybody's doing it. Yeah. Although, to its credit, one thing it does that all the copycats don't get right is it jumped right into it. It, like, did not even set up anything. It's just like, these boys are on an island. <laughs> no adults. Yeah. And that's, like, done. Page one. But, like, all the new ones are always like, uh, we're on the bus together and we already have relationships. Yeah. And now so we've crashed. Like, Character development. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. like, in the, it all comes out in the way it plays out. Ah, and it, like, Stephen, there was a Stephen King quote on the back that was like, the back half of this changed the way I wrote books because it was so thrilling. And that is the truth. Like, the back half of Lord of the Flies is gripping. Yeah, I read Lord of the Flies for the first time freshman year in college, I think it was. Yeah. Freshman year, because it was the year Lost came out. Yeah. Because Sawyer is reading Lord of the ah. Flies, and one of the first like handfuls of episodes yeah and i because i read that and i read watership down i love that book because of lost <laughs> and what well, yeah watership down is fantastic uh movie's a little intense i mean oh, the book's yeah. intense too but the movie is super i know intense. that's that's one of the things i was like i was like i got to the end of lord of the flies i was like this is so good how is this not a movie and i was like oh, wait yeah. it's too rough yeah. Nobody would film this movie of no. kids killing I, it each was, other. It's a movie in the <laughs> 70s or 80s? Well, is there one? It's a, oh, it's a cartoon. Oh. And it's like, it's animated in the same style. <laughs> Do you remember Secret of, Secret of Nim? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that like, um, kind of uh, Don Bluth type yeah, animated? Yeah. It, that's how it was. Oh. For, if memory serves correctly, I could be way off basis here. But that's like kind of how I remember I'm it. I'm to try to dig that up. And it was pretty violent. Trying, you know, aggressively, so yeah. like where it was like it's it's on many lists of uh, movies that are traumatizing the kids. I bet it is. It like stuck with me, and then like randomly, my wife's like, you know, we never actually saw the last two movies of Hunger Games, <laughs> and so we just like Hunger Games marathon this week. Nice. I guess your only <laughs> other option would have been the Hannibal movies. <laughs> and you know, I can't do that. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Now, if you're going to do anything Hannibal-related, watch the show. You couldn't do that can't, either. No, <clears throat> you can't. Um, yeah. So what are you geeking on? No, that's fine. <laughs> um, I So during the holiday weekend, I went and saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever for the second time. Nice. Um, Black I, Panther 2 twice? Yeah. <laughs> Black Panther, the return of Black Panther, comes again tomorrow twice. <laughs> Electric <laughs> And I know you haven't seen it, so I'm not going to give any spoilers. Okay. But I will say, and this is based off reviews that I've read, I feel like personally, after watching it for the second time, it's much better than reviewers are giving it. From a lot of an emotional standpoint, like it's such like a heartwarming tribute to Chadwick Boseman as a, like obviously his character is Chala in the movies and yeah. MCU, but like just him as an actor. Like they touch on the fact that how good of a person he was when he was alive. So, my only curiosity, I guess, yeah. is does that overshadow the rest of the movie? It does not. Because I, I was like, I feel like it'd be really easy for them to make a movie that's like, oh, T'Challa, we no. miss you, like, no. for two hours, and nobody yeah. wants that. No, no, no. Now, there are moments... Sure. I think that's good. There, there are a handful of moments that are very... You know, grief-oriented, or, like, talking about dealing with grief, or mm -hmm. the motif of a particular handful of scenes is about moving on sure, sure. from loss, you know? Uh, overall, it, it's definitely its own story. Now, the only gripe that I have for it, even after watching the second time, is that they have too many characters with too many important plots. 
Mm -hmm. So the overall plot seems a little stretched thin at times. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, not that it's a bad plot, because if you're, you know, I, I was actually just talking to Randy about this, like, if you're thinking about it, it's an awesome, you know, tangible plot that makes sense logically from where the last Black Panther movie mm -hmm. went, where he, like, opened up Wakanda to the world, mm -hmm. you know, and then how he's been involved in all these, like, huge galactic altercations, I guess. Yeah. Infinity War had the big battle at Wakanda, so they were involved with, like, the first meeting of Thanos on Earth. Wakanda Forever does a really good job at kind of carrying that mantle over into the next generation, since he's not going to be part of it. Uh-huh. Um, sure, he does a fantastic job. Um, the Queen is a fantastic character. Namor is a fantastic, I think, villain slash secondary protagonist of this yeah. movie. The soundtrack, again, is banging, just like the first one was. Nice. The soundtrack is fantastic. We've been listening to it all week. Ironheart, because she's going to have Riri Williams, the character, mm -hmm. Ironheart, whatever. She's going to have her own Disney Plus show next fall, I believe, summer or fall. So is she in it, or is this where she becomes Ironheart? Or? She's the, I'll tell you now, she's the MacGuffin of the story. Oh, okay. Which I think a lot of people didn't care for, but I didn't mind it. It was fine. But, like, she's definitely introduced already as... Kind of like how they do with Spider-Man. But, no, overall, I think it was very, very good. The first time I saw it, I enjoyed it, but it was just a lot to unpack, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, emotionally, and there's just... It's a long movie. It's, like, two hours, 40 minutes. Yeah, it's super long. But it's... it's it, it, I think it's well-paced. Like, it's not... Oh, sure. It doesn't really drag its feet at any point. That's good. It's just, like I said, the biggest downfall is that certain characters are set up to have big moments, and then it just kind of is just spread a little bit too thin across too many characters. Uh, and so it kind of falls short a little bit there, and you're kind of like, they could have cut that, or sure, they sure. could have changed that, or whatever. But, I don't know, overall, I think it's good, man. I think you'll enjoy it when cool, you finally cool. get around to catching it. Yeah, so my next geeking on is a spinoff of yours. Marvel Snap. Oh, yeah. The new mobile card game. The new addiction that you got dude <laughs> i'm loving it so much yeah one of the weird side effects to me is i'm like really getting i care more about the marvel stuff now that's In exciting a way, like that is exciting yeah, for me I, like i think it's gonna be like i was into the star wars card game in middle school yeah which got me like into star wars but then it's like as the phase passed it's more just something i i think fondly of yeah i'm not like a hardcore fan of star wars right right, but right. i like it a lot and i think it's this is moving me that way with Marvel because I'm like who's this character? Oh, I can do these things, or I'm like Ironheart is like one of the cards that I yeah. end up playing more than I think I should. She's but, got a cool ability. Yeah, plus two power to three random dudes. Ah, so it is. Everyone who actually listens to our show just play Marvel Snap. It's so fun. Yeah, like S full disclosure, uh, you describe it to me, and I was listening to you, but like it's hard to explain it on paper. I know. Part of its brilliance is. It's really easy to play, yeah. but there's enough going on, it's always interesting. And it can be challenging. Yeah, and it's very challenging. And the more I play it, the more the whole snap mechanic, I realize it's like, that's like my skill deficit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I need to like, ask myself, should I snap? Yeah. Are you, so, <laughs> with that being said, I take it that you're not a snapper? You don't snap as much as you should? No, because like, I'm more like, interested in the jockeying for position... And so I'm also somebody who's like willing to take risks and see how things plan out. Snapping is kind of meaningless in the way I think about games. Because I'm like, yeah. I, want, I want to see what happens regardless of what the stakes are. Yeah. <laughs> and so often an afterthought where I'll be like, oh, killer move. Lock it in. And they're like, oh, it's so good. I should snap. And it's like too late to snap. And I'm yeah. like, dang it. So you're just trying to play more power 
at two of the three locations on the map. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah, have like Marvel a hand of cards, like a CCG locations. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, what's, yeah, that's what I'm saying is get me to Marvel. I'm like, oh, what's this location? What's that? Hadn't heard of that. I'm pulling up Wikipedia yeah. and all these characters who are like deep cuts and stuff. Yeah, some but of them yeah. are, man. Like, some of them I'm like, oh, like White Tiger. Yeah, but the snap part is while you're playing, the stakes are like one ladder point. Like, so if you lose, you lose a point. If you win, you gain a point on the ladder. Um, and so you can retreat if you think you're going to lose because... Alternatively, you can snap, which like doubles the stakes, and then if you play to the end of the round, it doubles the stakes anyways. So if you snap and someone snaps back and you play the last round, it's worth eight points on the ladder. Ridiculous. But I got I got somebody so good. I've been playing this destroyer deck. Like the destroyer... Oh, was that the villain on the first Thor? Yeah. So his ability... I don't know if you're in the series three card pool yet. No. But destroyer is power 16, but he destroys all your other characters. <laughs> Okay. On that are played or in your hand? Uh, that are played. Okay. Like every other character you've played the whole game. Like it's only a six turn game. You play him turn six, destroys all your other dudes. Yeah. Right. But the trick is you play him with armor. So like you protect one thing from being destroyed. And also Professor X, who can like lock down a space, protect it from being destroyed. Yeah. And this deck, it just like brings out the villain in me. Because <laughs> I'll be like, Professor X locks down a spot. And then, and then I'm like, snap. <laughs> And then I play the Destroyer, and 16 power, like, wins most. <laughs> like, you go from, like, playing these derpy cards to all of a sudden, like, oh, I control the whole board. But yeah, no, you described it to me, and then, like, uh, like a week later or something, I was like, ah, I'm gonna check it out, you know, I'm gonna give a little shot, give a little snap. I'm, I'm so glad, snap because shot. I keep running into, oh, like, people I know who are Marvel fans, yeah. I'm like, this game is so fun. You should get it. And they're like, I've seen ads for it. Yeah, but man. you're the only one who listened to me. It's right there. <laughs> right validated. there, baby. <laughs> yes. I was say, I know a lot of, the, like, the really early part, they have a lot of bots. Okay. They're just, like, yeah. helping you get there. Because it's, like, the first, like, I was, they have series of cards. And so the first set, there's only, like, 30 cards, maybe. Probably less than that. And you play with those. And then once you, like, ranked up enough. Well, not even ranked up. It's this whole collector's level. It's, like, a great free-to-play model. No, oh, yeah, that's the one. You make thing your too. card, like, you don't get an advantage. You no. just make your stuff look cool. Yeah, that's it. And if you do the free-to-play route, you make your stuff look cool, too. Eventually, when you make enough of your cards look cool, they let you have more cards. And that, and that's, like, the they call it Series 2. And then when you get your collector level up to, like, 750, you enter Series 3, which has got, like, even more cards. That starts getting Wild. weirder. It's wild. Yeah, and so that was my plan when I was like at 700 collectors level. I just like sat on it for a while. Got to, <laughs> got to 5,000 credits and it forced me to start leveling up my cards and enter Series 3. But nice. I do want to speak of uh, Pokemon Scarlet. <laughs> Looks terrible. Doesn't look great, man. It's a shame. It's a real shame. Man. So it's like fully 3D. It's like yep. open world. Like Completely. Chaos, Arceus, what was the one? Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it, Arceus. Yeah. Okay, and it, does it look worse than Arceus? Yes, I think it does, personally. Because huh. I thought Arceus looked good. Like, it yeah. was very smooth. I mean, like, people complain about the, um, supposedly the lack of, like, life uh, uh -huh. in each map or whatever. But, I mean, the whole premise is that you're in an ancient Pokemon region, and you're not going out talking to NPCs, you're going out studying Pokemon and, like, battling and catching Pokemon and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It, so, I mean, it, well, I think they just bit off more than they could chew mm. um, as far as the open world dynamic goes. Yeah. So it's just not enough for the Switch to, or the Switch isn't enough to process what needs to be. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I haven't come across any of the glitches that people are complaining about. Not yet, Ugh. knock on wood. 
but it is like super laggy. Oh, that stinks. And it is, uh, I don't know, man. Like it just overall doesn't seem as polished as any other previous Pokemon game. And it definitely, the best way to describe it, honestly, is it definitely just feels like they bit off more than they could chew. Now, like, here's an open world Pokemon game where they're walking around where you can see them instead mm -hmm. of trumbling through tall grass or whatever and you randomly get a Pokemon. Now, I will say this, the new Pokemon designs are pretty cool. Normally, it's like, why is this in this game, you know? Like, there's, like, a they're, handful they're of... They're not just, like, pet rock. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, not yet. I feel like yet. sometimes... Like, Pokemon, they're just like, horsey. I'm like, it's a horse. <laughs> it's a horse, yeah. <laughs> that is nothing but a horse. It's not the worst Pokemon game. I will say that. It's just not my personal favorite. Not what vibing what right is now. the worst Pokemon game? Uh, it's probably blasphemous for me to say, but I wasn't a big fan of Pokemon Black and White. I'm hoping that it gets patched. I'm sure it will get patched. But the other game, or the other thing that I want to talk about too really fast, Gotham Knights. It's just, again, a game that just... The developers went in with a certain direction that they wanted to go. But I don't feel like the, it's... Just like Pokemon Scarlet, it wasn't intentional. Mm -hmm. You know? It's not like they were lazy. It's just what can be done and what can't be done with what the yeah. time they had to develop a game. You know what I mean? No, I know. I'm not envious of that at all. Like, as a software engineer. Yeah. Like, I know the, the challenges to developing software and the way they crunch those people and... Yeah. You hear about it all the time. Yeah. So Gotham Knights, like, I don't know, it's... The premise is, you know, Batman's dead and uh, Batgirl, Red Hood, Robin, and Nightwing kind of take over his mantle to stop crime in Gotham and simultaneously figure out mm -hmm. what happened to, like, who, like, why did this happen to Batman? Because uh -huh. it answers who kills him in the beginning of the movie, or at least, uh -huh. or beginning of the game. So, but you have, like, a whole case file it's a Joker. to figure out. It's Joker. Joker did it, right? Mm -hmm. It's Joker. I mean, do you want me to tell you? It's the beginning of the game, right? Yeah. It's Joker. No, it's not. <laughs> Although, it Did would be hilarious. interesting, like Hush or whatever? His uh, race. race oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. At I least that's how they set it up to be him. I mean, it could end up being the Joker. Like yeah. it was in, uh, was that one? Origins? Arkham Origins? Yeah. It was like Black Mask throughout the whole movie, and then it, like towards the end it ends up being the Joker <laughs> in disguise. Did you see Jack Harlow host SNL at all? Uh-uh. The, I think the best sketch to me was it was like, a Lexington, Kentucky wedding on Halloween, and the best man is dressed as Joker, <laughs> and they're like trying to do the vows. Which, which Joker though? Like kind of like the Heath Ledger one, or whatever. the bride's yeah. like, "Why did your best man come dressed as the Joker?" He said, "It's Halloween. I won't be Joker. I told you I won't be Joker." And you said, "I'm gonna be Joker for Halloween." He's like, "But not at my wedding, bro." It's hilarious. It's so good. Especially because they're making fun of Lexington, Kentucky. I feel like it gives a little little extra. A little extra spice. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Lexington, Kentucky last weekend for the Crypticon. Let me tell you. People at that con, they're gems. <laughs> and I mean that. Yeah. I They're I fantastic Some people. Some real souls of the earth. But yeah, but at the same time, you're like, I don't know that I would want to be seen in public with you after this. <laughs> You're real nice. You would give me the shirt off your back. And I thought I was weird for liking some of the stuff that I like when it comes to like cryptids or cryptozoology. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 my friend. <laughs> some of these people like live, breathe, eat, sweat, cry cryptids. And they will tell you this if you give yeah. them a chance. So, so I was telling somebody you were there and I'm just kind of curious. On a scale 
of one being they're interesting stories to me like Greek mythology and ten being like Bigfoot is 100% real. Like, where are you? Like, and what do I believe in? I mean, it could be different for all of them. Just like in general. Like, are you just like dead set there is a Bigfoot? Or are you like, I really like Bigfoot stories? You know, that is an interesting question because I think it just kind of depends on a case-to-case scenario. There's some stuff that it's obviously folklore. Yeah. You know, and it's just like tales that have been handed down and that's super interesting. Sure. But there's no way that exists out there. (laughs) Yeah. There's no way. There's some stuff that's like on the surface level, you're like, there's no way. But then I'm like, you think about it and you're like, I don't really know what is out there. Sure. And it's plausible. It's not implausible, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, maybe. And then there's some stuff that I'm like, I think there is some form of what people are seeing. Now, as far as Bigfoot goes, I don't think... Oh, you don't have to take a stance on anything on the show if you don't want to. No, I don't care. I don't (laughs) care. People can know my cryptid, uh, you know, thought process. As far as Bigfoot goes, Big Feets, you know, (laughs) Sasquatchians or whatever. I'm making all this up. (laughs) I think that there are a form of, like, wild men out there. I don't... Like, hominids, you know? Okay. But I certainly don't think they're, like, dimensional hopping apes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have like, you heard that? I have not heard that. So there's a theory that, that, like, a lot of the bigger cryptids are dimensional hopping, like, either aliens or they're, like... Interesting. Linked to aliens, like Nessie, the whole reason why we never found remains of Nessie... Just sightings is because, like, at the bottom of the lock is a portal that, like, a time portal. Interesting. That it swims in and out of. Very But it's like, if that exists, let's just set aside all logic for a second. If that were to exist, wouldn't the water change? Like, the water change between 65 million years ago to today? Because, I mean, oh, yeah. would, wouldn't like that... Like, pouring back and forth or whatever? Yeah, like, wouldn't that do something? I feel like it would, scientifically. Eh, maybe maybe it's like a oil and water bubble situation. Could be. But know. also, like, what are the chances of, like... What, <laughs> what, are, what, are the, what is the possible situation that, like, a Nessie-like creature swims out from, like, the Mesozoic era, and it's, like... It goes back before it dies. Like, it knows to go back into the portal before it dies. <laughs> you know? Like, I can't be seen dead here. <laughs> I would never be seen dead yeah. in 2018. Like, that's a little weird to me. <laughs> now, I do think that, um, as far as, like, sea monsters go, like, in some capacity, 100% I believe in. Uh, yeah, I'm- you know, I'll probably agree with you, really. I mean, I don't know about the mythological proportions that, like, sailors talked about in, like, the olden times, you sure. know? Or even, like, the way that the creatures are, um, you know, drawn out on these old seafaring maps. I mean, mm-hmm. they're a little, little wild. But, like, there's absolutely no way anyone can convince me that there's not sea monsters out there. When we can... Other scientists can say... We know 90% of the immediate area around our planet, like in space, Mm -hmm. like what's in it, what's passing through it at any given time. Yeah. But we know like 10% of the ocean. Oh, yeah. Just anytime you see those deep diving things, like those anglers with the light up things or whatever, I was like, that's a lot. (laughs) We see it, like it's like a, they normalize it, but like. It is a sea monster. It is a sea monster. It's got a flashlight on its head. That's it's got like, huge, massive teeth. Yeah. yeah. I'm no. not. I think 
I don't, and I don't believe in, like, the whole, like, Cthulhu's real. The whole, you know, because there's, like, a lot of um, unexplained sounds in certain parts of the ocean mm -hmm. that have been, from a scientific standpoint, they've been passed off as, like, oh, it's a iceberg shifting or a glacier moving or something mm -hmm. like that. Or it's a pot of whales that's communicating weirdly for some unknown reason. Because it's a time portal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the gods speak for time portal. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that word. <laughs> so really there's, no, there's no English equivalent <laughs> for time portal. <laughs> so we're just going to call this weird Cthulhu burp. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, no, I don't believe that there's alternate dimensions with creatures running around. I, I don't think that's sure. a thing. I, I don't think that Cthulhu exists. I don't think there's, like, old gods in the sea that will rise up and strike us down one day. <laughs> No, 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 no. But <clears throat> as far as unknown things out there, 100% they exist. Are they big? Are they dangerous? 100%. <laughs> Would you ever want to mess with them if you saw them? No, don't do it. You know, they were there. They're probably there well before we were. So let's just play that card and say, oh, this is your planet. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm kind of, I guess, to fully answer your question, I'm all over the board. That's like, fair. Some stuff, I I'm mean, like... Case to case makes sense. Some stuff, I'm like, that's a fun folklore yeah, story. No. I enjoy that, you know? And then some stuff, I'm like, dude, I'm 110% believe you. So. Do you have anything else? You wanna, no, no, that's what we've been geeking on. That's what we've been, been geeked, geeked enough today. <laughs> that hurt? It did. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, well, stay tuned because we're going to play a fun little Christmassy game that you can maybe play with your loved ones. Or your enemies. Or your enemies. <laughs> this holiday it does. season. Now that I read the rules, I'm, you know, feels a little family oriented in a way that I'm excited about. Yeah, we're going to get into okay. it. So, stay tuned. You made it to the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure to review, subscribe, like, heart, thumbs up, star, or whatever your listening platform lets you do to say we're something a human could listen to. You can message us on Twitter, Facebook, or Anchor.fm with all complaints and corrections. All the links you need are on AboveTheBoardPodcast.com. Stay above the board with Josh and Phil. <laughs> you. Perfect.